When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's the Tom Bernard Show, minus Tom Bernard, <laughs> but with JB this time. Yeah, I'm here. Along with... Oh, me? Yes. I'm, I'm comedian Adam Newman. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm Brandon Simon. JB. <laughs> Andy Brant Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. And we will be back in two minutes. Join us every Thursday at 2 o'clock Central for our newest podcast, Car Selling Secrets. It'll be co-hosted by me, Tom Bernard, and Doug Sprinthal from Walzer Automotive Group. We'll be talking about lots of stuff relating to how dealership sales actually work, as well as the latest product updates from nearly every make sold in the USA. If you have questions for the podcast, either email Doug at Walzer.com or call the studio live at 952-800-1492. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. Welcome back to the Crunchy Podcast. Mm-hmm. You just stole my joke. <laughs> Stealing my jokes from the get-go on this podcast. That's what I do. It's the easiest way to get famous, just Stealing, listen, yeah. listen for jokes and steal them. Yeah, Although, I don't know if you have to edit, but you are the F. Jerry of podcasts. <laughs> well, that, oh, that's yeah, like yeah. a huge thing right now that, is it called like DMSR? Have you heard of that? What? Where they have um, these people put out YouTube videos. DMSR. Oh, asthma? Yeah. 
Yeah. AS. ASMR. Yeah, all the like crunching on a bubble wrap or Which whatever. I don't get. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, it's then... like a certain percentage of the population. I guess. Gets it. <laughs> yeah, if you ever watch these videos, it's very, I feel very uncomfortable watching yeah. them. I'm like, uh... Especially the like the lip smacking. It's like they're eating a mixture of peanut butter <laughs> I mean, and rubber like, cement. I mean, like, you'll have a girl. It's like... For someone who doesn't like it, you should sound like you know a lot about it. Watch it a good bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, You're like, like, I don't get it. I don't like it. Doesn't do anything for me. I watched six hours of a guy smacking peanut butter on his face. And it's like, oh, you can recall every detail of a car crash that you saw, even though it only lasted sure. five seconds. Well, no, like you have this girl, and she's got like two microphones in front of her, and she's talking like this, and she wants it. Would you like to hear me dab on my? Someone listening right now yeah, just went like, into like a complete yeah. trance. Yeah. You know, like, what you doing? I, so. I love this. This connects with me. Yes. Yeah, you so, know, and it's just like somebody's got some issues. But they get like over a million views on yeah, these on sure these do. videos, mm-hmm. and then they're making money because they're like, oh, well, we can capitalize on this, and they start mm-hmm. putting ads on there. I'm just like, what is this? What world are we living in? I, <laughs> you know, it's it's bizarre. It's bizarre. Well, we have Adam Newman in studio. He's at Acme Comedy Club this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you are sold out at this eight o'clock show on Saturday. I did. So, Tonight you have an 8 and... And 10.30. 10.30. And then tomorrow, obviously not the 8 o'clock show, yep. but a 10.30 show on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. How are you liking this cold weather? Uh, I'm from New England originally, so I snow. welcome it. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited about it. Does I, it get this cold there? Like... I mean, I remember growing up with, uh, yeah, we grew up with snowstorms and yeah. school mm-hmm. being canceled and my dad Northeast, waking me up at four in the morning to, yeah. Nor'easters. What do they call it here? What do they call it here? A snowstorm. Yeah. yeah. A Thursday. Like, yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. We have a local sports guy who has a radio show and he names the snowstorms. Yeah. Oh, he he calls them a snow-nami because he calls the weather people weather terrorists. So oh, my God. <laughs> That's intense. So he goes, well, the weather terrorists are predicting another snow-nami, so we got to come up with possible names for the next snow-nami. Are they named just like hurricanes, or are they just like yeah, people's names? He, they, yeah. or most of the time it's named after, like, uh, something topical in sports. Like, oh, okay. It could be... Uh, Snownami Belichick. All right, <laughs> sure. Belichick or Snownami. Snownami uh, Tappy Belichick after right. this week. Yeah, no that was fun. You guys hate me. I get it. <laughs> or Snownami uh, uh, Deflate Gate. Sure, just another shot at the Patriots because right. you know where I'm from. Thanks for that again. Cool. So, yeah, well, it doesn't hurt that much when we won our 45th Super Bowl in a row. So, hey, hey remember the first time you guys went to a Super Bowl? Many years ago, back in the days when you had the little guy on the helmet with football between well, his how legs. How long are you talking about? Because I, I checked I checked in around like, I got on the grid around like 2001. So yeah, This was back in the 80s when the Bears, I think, kicked the crap out of them. Yeah, yeah. No, the one in my lifetime that hurt was the one against the uh, Giants, I believe. When the guy caught the ball on his helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighteen and one season. That, right. I see. I saw eighteen and one like T-shirts around for the next few months, and that one hurt pretty bad. Yeah, because you guys thought you were going to tie the Dolphins. Be yeah. The only, 
be one of two only undefeated teams to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, you know, uh, I think compared to uh, the Dolphins of the last 18 years, we're doing okay. <laughs> is this yeah, what this podcast is supposed to be about? The <laughs> no. New England guy defending the Patriots? It's not, I was telling you guys before we clicked on, well, it's not even fun to be a Patriots fan anymore. It's, it's a nightmare. It's, it's funny because we have a sponsor who's a huge Patriot, Red Sox, Celtics fan. Yeah. Doug? Um, no, uh, Mike. Mike Bryant. Bryant. Really? I'm shocked. Oh, yeah, he I guess that makes I'm sense. I'm shocked he hasn't called yet to say he's an, he's an attorney, but. Hasn't called yet. I, ha- I think this time of year he's probably pretty busy. busy though. <laughs> yeah, because he's a what he's is a it? he's a um, personal injury attorney. Right. Yeah. For like right. car accidents so, and stuff. Yeah, sure. Let's there's, all go outside and slip on the ice. Yeah, there's, <laughs> a, there's a few personal injuries right now. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's nice when you know a guy yes. and it's icy outside and you're struggling with money a little oh, bit. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, I saw a video the other day of and this guy had to be more than. 60. He's in like a fast food restaurant where they have the pop machines to the side. And he fills his cup with ice. And he's like looking around, looking around, looking around. He throws the ice on the floor. And then he looks around, looks around, and he steps on one cube and goes down. Like, <laughs> oh, it's God. a bat, but like you're not even playing it up. Like it's a, it's the worst <laughs> acting you've ever yeah. seen in your life. Like, there's nobody around, so he basically just needs to get on the ground and start making noise. No, and right. so, uh, he just, he just basically crouches down, and it sucks because it's like, it's like you know, security camera, so you hear right. no noise. But yeah. if someone had the audio track to that, it would be. I want to know how bad of an actor this guy is. A bad fall. A bad fake fall, and then just uh, you know, it was probably as bad acting as like I fall in and I can't get up commercials. Mm-hmm. Right. It's probably, oh, no. it's probably that caliber. <laughs> Have you seen the like edgy reboot of that commercial? There's an edge. No, I haven't. There is. I want to know where the edge is. We were yeah. watching. It's, it's got like this thriller music. <laughs> That's what's edgy about it? Yeah, the updated version is like, let's put some new Michael Jackson. By the way, you guys had Blind Melon playing, well, I mean, so I know your musical in, references oh, are not. Like thriller movie, not not actually thriller. That would be weird. But it's like oh this God, like poorly lit house, and this the camera's like, you know, going down, and you hear this old woman like going, oh... And then finally, it grounds the corner, and she's she says, oh, "I've fallen and I can't get up." Mm-hmm. But the whole time, it's classic like, it, line. It's in black and white, and you can barely see anything because it's so dark. And you got the ominous strings, you know, in the background. Oh, that's, that's awesome. terrible! <laughs> it's like Blair Witch Project. See, I yeah, want to see like a, I want to see like a really edgy one where they're all wearing like leather jackets and stuff. You know, yeah. that's that's what that's the sign of edginess. I've fallen and I can't get up. Yeah, yeah that's very good. <laughs> Oh God! Um, no, what was I? I just had something in my brain. Oh, uh, okay. sorry. Usually it goes you wanted, but you wanted to talk about these uh, napkins oh, yes, the that, napkin. Del- that oh, Delta yeah. thought would be a great idea, along yes. with Coke. Well, they are pulling. Um, I I wish I would have saw this news story prior to because my husband just got on a Delta flight yesterday. All right. It took him three hours to get out of here, but he got out of here. But yeah, it says uh, Delta Airlines and Coca-Cola say they're just trying to encourage a little old school flirting. Uh, Complaining passengers had a different take on these creepy uh, napkins, but the company has pulled the Diet Coke napkins that encourage people to write down their phone number on them and hand them to their plane crush. 
Um, have you seen the napkins? I just they uh, just pulled oh. a picture up and showed it to me, and uh, that is my literal nightmare on an airplane. <laughs> that is the last thing in the world I want to do is get on a plane from like New York to L.A. or whatever, and immediately have to feel like I have to talk to somebody the whole time. Oh, I know. <laughs> or like reject somebody immediately, mm-hmm. or be rejected by somebody immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God. No, I, yeah, I'm glad they pulled those. Well, yeah, because on the front of the napkin it says, because you're on a plane full of interesting people, hey, you never know. And then on the back side it has a spot for you to put your name and a phone number. And then it says something like, uh, be a little old school, write down your number and give it to your plane crush. You never know. By the way, plane crush is one letter away from plane crash. And it's just a weird thing (laughs) to put in your head while you're looking at your tray table. Oh, God. Yeah, that is – because I've seen the people that are on planes lately. There is no chance I would want to have any contact with them Mm -hmm. once I'm off the jetway. I'd be like, we're going our separate way. But on the jetway, you're like, this is great. This is <laughs> no people. People are. Hey, so... whatever happens on the jetway, <laughs> it stays on the jetway. People right? dress yeah. for flights now like they're going to bed. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, I do are. because I, I have to be comfortable on the plane. I can't wear confining clothes and you know, jeans that bunch around my waist. I like to be comfortable. I like to sprawl out. I'm sweatpants on the plane all the I way. I am too. Yeah. I and you know, you look at old pictures of airplanes, like old bags. They're all wearing mm-hmm. business suits. All business. Yeah. Same with like old like Knicks games. You look right. at like Madison Square Garden, just everybody's wearing a suit. People well, on airplanes, like everybody's wearing a suit. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, no. you, usually what my husband and I do, we, we gamble. We gamble <laughs> when we pick our seats. He'll pick a window seat and then we'll leave the middle seat. We'll find one where the middle seat's empty, and then I'll pick the aisle seat, or vice versa. And then so we gamble to see if anybody else would pick that middle seat. And usually oh. they don't because nobody wants to sit oh, in the middle yeah. seat. Mm-hmm. So then we're, mm. it's just him and I. So then I'll, like, sprawl across. I'll put my <laughs> legs up on one seat. I'm leaning up against him. He's leaning up against the wall, and we're just sleeping or whatnot. Where, where are you flying? I can't <laughs> even tell you when the last time I've been on a flight that wasn't completely full. <laughs> I know. Where you show up, and they're like, all right, we're going to need 40 people to right. check yep. their things. Otherwise... Everything takes however extra long time. Well, it's usually flying back from wherever to Minnesota this time of year, so not many people are coming yeah, here yeah, in February. Yeah, yeah. So the flights are kind of, uh, you know, you got kind of a skeleton crew going on mm-hmm. on those flights. But, yeah, I, we've lucked out the last couple of flights because when we went down to New Orleans, it wasn't a packed flight. I would love to sit in that middle seat. Put my phone number on the napkin, like Give it slide it over to you, and then your husband is on the other side, like, excuse me. I'd be like, wow, this, I'd be so mad at Diet Coke. It's their fault. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how it's going to play out going, because we are flying to Tampa in a couple weeks, because we're going on a cruise. That's so going to be a little more packed. I have a feeling it's going to be, so uh, I'm, I'm not a bit... I'm a tiny person. I can fit in the middle seat, but I hate it because I always get stuck with somebody on the aisle seat that sleeps the whole time, and then I can't get up to go to the bathroom. Cause I, what's, I your, what's your opinion of middle seat and getting the armrests? I feel like if you're in the middle seat, you, you deserve get, both armrests. Both. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. you're – I mean, how, where else are you going to put your arms? Yeah. 
Because, I mean, if you're on the aisle seat, you can lean this way. Right. Put it on the left armrest. Mm -hmm. If you're on the window seat, you can lean up against the side of the plane. Totally. I get both armrests. Unless you have broad shoulders and you're the aisle or Mm -hmm. long legs because they hit you all day long (laughs) as they bring the drink carts. Yeah. Yeah, because I always buy an aisle because I have long legs and it's just like the whole flight. Bam, bam, bam. Excuse us, excuse us, excuse us. Yeah. I'm on board with all of this, but I'm also uh, realizing uh, I'm just happy we're breaking new ground by complaining about uh, flying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think I do need to grow some guts because I'm so polite on a plane. Like, I don't even put my seat back. Because oh, no, no. I don't either. You shouldn't. Monster. Right. You sh- no one should ever put their seat back. Unless there's nobody sitting behind me. I, yeah, exactly. I make, I make a big deal about it, too. I'm like, I totally overreact uh, loudly. <laughs> like, See? as soon as it starts going back, I go like, ow, 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 ow. And then they always turn around, and I'm like, I'm sorry. And I'll lie. And I'm 6'1", but I'll be like, I'm 6'4". And uh, <laughs> it's just, it's right in my knees. And they're always, uh, and they almost always uh, pull it up. Or if they don't, and I know this is super petty, but I will every few minutes, like really, really bang aggressively bang you. into the thing, and they'll turn around and they'll be angry. I'll be like, "Oh, sorry," and I, they can't, they can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll be like, "If you push your seat up, uh, I won't do it." And um, yeah, I, I've, I've always won, and I know it's petty and whatever, but I don't care. It's so insanely uncomfortable to have it them really lean is. back. Uh, especially when you have your tray table down or you're working on it. When mm-hmm. I'm working on my laptop, I physically, I can't even put my laptop no, all yeah. the way up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just got really angry. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> They'll tell you to buy a tablet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Never had a tablet. See, that's exactly Me, why I don't push my seat back. For people like you. You're a you... better person for doing that. Thank if, you on behalf of people over And if I really nine. need to, I will turn around and ask. Mm-hmm. Be like, do you mind if I put my seat back? But a lot of people just think they're entitled to everything on the plane. You know, I've had people take their shoes off next to me. And I look at them and I give them the, the grossest look. I'm like. My biggest pet peeve. I've seen it on planes a lot. And uh, when I lived in New York, I would see it on the subway all the time. It was uh, nail clipping. Really? Uh, like, I yeah. just cannot. Uh, and I, you hear it. You yes. hear it through your headphones mm-hmm. you just hear that click 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 and they're never it's never like in a bag or anything just, <laughs> it's just on the floor which i know so, and that's the thing with subway the subway in new york and planes someone goes through and cleans and vacuums and whatever so i guess there's an argument to be like it's just going to get picked up anyway but it's so gross yeah i know and especially like if you're sitting there eating your cookie yeah. And then they're doing that stuff like that. It's like, really? You, you have to do that right now. Yeah, I've seen some of the grossest things. I've had someone sleeping next to me on a plane with, like, their head just, like, tilted up, snoring, mouth wide <laughs> open. And I was eating pistachios, and I was so tempted to just put the shells <laughs> in their mouth. Oh, my God. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> well, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Adam Newman. Maybe we'll talk about more uh, plane etiquette. I don't no, but um, please join us back right after these messages. A program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for 
program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. If you're tired of feeling frustrated because your clothes don't fit like they used to, then Nutramost is for you. Thanks to the Sheehy brothers and staff at Nutramost in Plymouth, I am down 92.5 pounds. The Nutramost program is amazing. I lost over 40 pounds during each of my first two 40-day rounds. You can have great success just like me because Nutramost is customized for each individual person, and the staff at Nutramost will be there for you every step of the way. Start your weight loss journey today and let Nutramost help change your life. Give yourself this wonderful gift or give this program as a present. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramost helped me change my life and they can help you too. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. What is this? Bruce. Oh. This is kind of that creepy, like, your little girl is your daddy home. It's just like new Bruce. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This is the new Bruce. <laughs> this is the new me, guys. Oh, there it is. <laughs> it's just kind of like a weird, mm. that kind of that creepy vibe to it. I think I heard this on a uh, that I fallen on I can't get up commercial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, is his music hit that crowd now? <laughs> <laughs> My husband is a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. Huge. Um, I don't know. Hopefully he'll uh, tour. I think he's doing some type of tour coming up wasn't he doing broadway for a minute yes he finally my husband was hoping to go out and and see him in in new york um but it fell through but you can watch the special on netflix it's the broadway show and why leave the house you know exactly it was actually have have you seen it no i haven't seen it okay it's actually really good he does a lot of storytelling about his career um how songs came to be uh, and he tells it, and he has he injects humor in there. Um, there's some tears that are shed and stuff like that. I don't know. I thought it was brilliant and how they how it was portrayed. Well, then how would everybody stays home and watches a Bruce Springsteen special and doesn't come out to Acme Comedy Club tonight? No. How about that's what we do? No, you need no, to get sounds, out. You need to get great. out. I know it's cold. Cabin I know it's fever. cold, but yes, trust me, yesterday I'm sure people need some <laughs> de-stressing and good laughs because from yeah. what I didn't even, I left the house to go to Target yesterday and that was it. It was horrible yesterday. Um, but yeah, and I think they said there was like 423 accidents and like. Oh my God. Yeah, it was, it was bad. I mean, I believe it, but. I, and I, but it was low injuries. I think it was only like maybe 30 some injured. In these accidents, so that ain't that's mm. decent. But yeah, over like 423 accidents yesterday. I don't know. Did you, did you have any shows last night? Yeah, we did. We I, I we had an eight o'clock show yesterday, and as soon as I got to the venue, right on the door, there was a sign that just said 9 p.m. snow emergency. So like, <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> Shouldn't that's deter for, anybody. Um, yeah, for parking. <laughs> but it was actually it was a really great show last night. Everybody who 
comes to a show like that is you know yeah. they made a real effort to come out so they want to have a good time and mm-hmm. it was really it was really fun yeah you got and those are the people that really appreciate your comment you know what i'm saying they're like yeah, yeah. they're out to have a good time they're going to be a fun crowd um you know i can't it's kind of a catch-22 everyone's like this is like the best uh, comedy market this time of year because of the winter, but then you have to deal with snowstorms yeah. and frigid weather. So it's kind of a gamble. I, I, you know, I don't know. It. I would have gone out and seen if I had tickets, but I, I was stuck home with kids. So sure, we can probably hook her up with say, tickets. I can always right? get you tickets. You know that. Right? <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I was, my husband's out of town, sure. so I was the only adult. Home. And I know you have come like to the club, kids, so sit at a table with another random dude, slip each other <laughs> napkins with your phone numbers on them, and you if can have start some. That at Acme tonight. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <That's> <laughs> terrible. Tell him, hey. Would you mind going over to my house and watching my kids while I can watch this comedy? Yeah, it, yeah, it's one of those. My husband does a lot of traveling, so uh, he's in LA right now, and he'll be back tomorrow evening. But uh, um, I was looking up some of your bio stuff. Man, you have done a ton of things. Yeah, you'd think I'd be happy or have some money or something. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, looks good on paper, though. Yeah. So you had a? Did you do a con- HBO special? I didn't. I didn't know. I did a. I did a Comedy Central special. Okay. Um, I did another hour special that's on Amazon. Um, I don't know what you see from HBO. I've done a few things on HBO. I don't like listing my things. It feels really weird for me. But I've done some things on HBO. Sure. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it just kind of says HBO. Um last week tonight so i wasn't oh sure. that's the john oliver show on hbo oh okay, yeah, okay i used to do they used to have me do like characters and stuff on that show oh really so oh. i'd be like ronald mcdonald or something it's like <laughs> always like unrecognizable but uh like always in like so much makeup but yeah the first couple seasons of that I, they would have me like do little guest things on it and you've been on david letterman yeah so how was that because i've heard like he's kind of um he's not as forthcoming with co- uh, comedians as jay leno was like he wasn't as um, um, I Letterman is like the mountaintop of stand up. Like that's like the best. That that's like the best stand up thing I'll probably ever do. Like mm-hmm. that's probably the best credit I'll ever have. But um, <clears throat> as far as like experience with Letterman, like personally, it was uh like the interaction on camera is it like there's no like i just did like james corden last week Mm -hmm. and like james corden comes into your dressing room before the show and is like super friendly and the writers are in there and everybody's laughing and joking around and the show's gonna be so fun and there's like food everywhere and people it feels like a party atmosphere Mm -hmm. letterman was like and you're dressed casually like letterman was like me putting on my suit like in a (laughs) tiny little dressing room like so nervous and it all it like the the actual experience felt a lot more like sterile um but uh, I mean, but also everybody couldn't have been nicer to me, and the the actual mm-hmm. experience on stage and the show and the, the all that was really great. But um, uh, I don't know. That's about how that went down. Like, there's no like, there's no like joking around with Dave before the show or anything yeah. like that. He'd also been doing it for like thirty years at that point, so he's a little probably a little more uh, uh, checked out of that part of the experience. Well, because every um, everybody compares when they do late night, they always compare it to Johnny Carson. That's kind of yeah. the staple. And, you know, there's like, well, if he invites you over to the couch, that means he thought you were mm. great. Um, you know, and he was kind of that that really big stepping stone uh, for com- uh, comedians back then. So I don't know. Letterman had that with some guys, too, though. I think, uh-huh. like, like, Ray Romano was, mm-hmm. like, a letter. Like, Ray Romano did Letterman, and then Letterman's production company is the one that, I guess, 
I don't know, executive producer or whatever. Uh, everybody loves Raymond. Mm-hmm. Like, there's definitely... Earlier on, people definitely got... I think just the late night thing changed as there were a million more comedians and the internet blew up and whatever else happened. It wasn't like you did one late night spot and exploded like that. But Mm -hmm. as far as, like, for me personally, I went from... I did TV a couple times and I could you know, travel the country and do fun bar shows wherever I went. But then I did Letterman and it was like instantly I could headline clubs around the country. I actually, I think Acme was one of the clubs I got out of. I did Letterman and then it was like, you're going to Acme, which uh, is, you know, one of like the the big A rooms in Mm -hmm. the, in the country. So So you got the call from Lewis, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Lewis at Acme. Lewis Lee. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Lewis you. called me on my cell phone and, <laughs> and said, said, I'm watching Letterman right now. You need to come to... No, it wasn't anything like that. <laughs> That's but... a great impression. No, he said... <laughs> <laughs> That's my Lewis impression. It's... He said, you are a headliner. Yeah, you yeah. know headliner. You yeah. know headliner. Well, because I... You know, it's kind of hard because it's like, who do you... Who do you compare... Um, not really compare, but... Um, that same uh, caliber as Johnny Carson to help you launch your career. I don't think that exists anymore. Is it because yeah. of like YouTube? And yeah, all that? yeah. You can because, kind of do your own. Yeah. Promoting. Well, it's also just a just from the, the, the point of um, forget who the host of the show is. Like it was still you go on Carson, you do five minutes of stand up in front of. Uh, there was no other, like, no one, there wasn't YouTube. You couldn't see right. everybody's sketch videos or impressions mm-hmm. or whatever. And also, uh, I don't know how many millions of, tens of millions of people were watching Carson, but it yeah. was like... 40 to 60 million yeah. a night. So you're the comedian. It's five minutes of you showcasing yourself in front of the entire country. That's the guy. Whereas now, even if, I don't know who gets the biggest ratings, but let's say Fallon of The Tonight Show gets the most ratings and say 5 million people. I'm right. pulling numbers out of five to ten. But say 5, 10 million people, 5 million people are watching. You do it. Um, it's still like, yeah, but we saw this other guy in YouTube do this. We saw this guy yeah. on uh, mm-hmm. Facebook Live does this. This, guy, this girl on Instagram is exploding by doing her little guitar ukulele songs or whatever. So it's like everybody, I mean, like... Um, yeah, I mean, people are just exploding on different platforms all over the place that, like, late the five minutes of stand-up on late night where there's, you know, dozens a month, um, you're not going to probably explode off of that anymore. Mm-hmm. So where do you now, um, from your personal experience, do you think YouTube then has helped you in, in that aspect? It's funny. I've had a couple videos explode on YouTube, and they were not like your standard videos like i had a i pulled cocaine out of a heckler's coat at one point and it got like five million views and no matter what i do for the rest of my life i feel like more people uh, like it was a lot it was like i don't know seven years ago or something at this point but still if i am talking to another comedian and i'll be like yeah that happened i, I pulled cocaine out of a heckler's coat everyone's like oh, that was you like yes, <laughs> i get i get i'll get people will know who i am uh, people will know that more than anything i ever do forever because it just exploded on YouTube. Five million people saw that. No, there's no way five million people are ever going to see the the Letterman stand-up clip yeah. that I have, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas that is something that I worked on for – stand-up that I worked on for 10 years and went through a booking process and was, like, televised and promoted and whatever. It's crazy. Yeah. I know because I watch some of the stuff my kids watch on YouTube and, and then I look at it and, like, they have, like – I mean, it's like the dumbest thing I'm. They're watching, and I'm like, "How is this getting so many views?" And then I see like, because uh, I do a lot of uh, looking on 
uh, YouTube for comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if I want to go see somebody, I want to know who I'm seeing. You're the minority for that, yeah, you too, really are. which is well, crazy. Nobody does it ever. I'm blown away, because I'm blown away at comedy clubs. Uh, I mean, I know you're obviously working on a comedy club and field all the complaint emails and stuff, but people will go see comedy, mm-hmm. and then uh, they'll be offended by something, and they'll email the club, and they'll be like, this co- comedian was talking about religion. Like, what's this? It's like, did you go t- on the website? Right. It's <laughs> got the guy's bio, which says exactly what he's done, and it's got a video clip of his stand-up, but he's got two special. All you have to do is go look online and see what he does, but you mm-hmm. went... I don't know. A million people have compared it to. I get like yeah, like two. It's it's like going to a a concert or going to a movie and just being like, I'm going to a movie. It's like, do you know what you're going to see? No. And then you go see it and you're like, that movie was so violent. It's like, yeah, you went to a violent rated R (laughs) movie. Like you didn't go to Shrek. I know. Like I always, you watch the trailer before, and then you're like, oh, I want to go see it. I do the same thing with comedy. I want to know who, especially if I have to spend money for tickets. I want to know if it's going to be worth my time and money. You're good on planes. You research your comedy. You you sound like a good citizen. I am a Minnesotan. (laughs) Yeah, and maybe that's why. Maybe Minnesotan people are great, and that's why this is a good comedy club that people actually like to go to and perform. Well, this time of year, it's like you know, you you risk death leaving the house. You want yeah. to make sure the guy's worth in, watching. In, if in you're many high. different ways, either you know, sliding in the back of somebody else's car <laughs> or mm-hmm. freezing to death or yeah. something. You know, yeah. you do. You risk life. Maybe if you're gonna risk life, watch a three-minute YouTube video. <laughs> That's all yeah. anybody do, asks. Do your research. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you have comedians coming to town that have done a lot of TV stuff, and if you've seen them, or you know, we've had you know from different. Uh, TV shows like you know we've had com- uh, comedians from Dave Chappelle's show. Um, what's other big? God, I'm trying to think of. What's another TV show? Oh, all the comedians you have coming through this club are like. Right. I mean, they're all national so headliners. Everybody's yeah. done at least you know a special or a late night or has been on a show or whatever. You guys, yeah, every everyone who headlines a club has mm-hmm. is legit. Yeah, and so like, but if there's a you know, especially the up and coming comedians, I really want to you know give them that extra boost you know because i can't imagine how hard it is this day and age to be a comedian especially with um we were talking about this with tricks who was at house of comedy uh people are offended all the time and everything you say they're offended because they want to be offended mm-hmm. and it's like i i can't imagine being a comedian this day and age and everything that comes out of your mouth you're going to get chastised for it no matter I, what it is I, I once had a lady like crying outside the club because a comic was talking about the difference between cats and dogs and she crying was, she was yeah, beside herself. Mm. She's like, I can't believe people are laughing at that in there. That's so wrong. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, cats are kind of dicks. Yeah. That's <laughs> when you just pay for a cab for her to go home. <laughs> oh, yeah, I made her go home. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be here seeing yeah, no, comedy. You know, you've either drank so much. Well, wait, that what you... bad thing did that comedian say about cats? Just so I can know to never listen to that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, uh, no, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> he had some great, uh, I have a cat. That's how you can get away with saying bad stuff about cats. Yeah. You're oh. like, I have a cat, and then you say the most horrific oh, stuff about cats. Yeah, that's that's true. how you get away with yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's funny. My husband, you know, he um, right now his son is doing the polar plunge for Minnesota to uh-huh, sponsor yeah. the Special Olympics. So we're trying to raise money for that. And, you know, he's put it on social media, and it seems like lately people are just, they're not giving a charity like they used to. Or, but if you were to put up a uh, thing about a, uh, you know, a disfigured animal. 
that oh, he's yeah. met. Oh my God, you'd get twenty five thousand uh-huh. dollars right off the bat. It's it's bizarre, and I think it's the same thing with comedy. It's just like you, there's like certain subjects you just can't touch. Otherwise, people are just gonna you know start yeah. doing the old throwing the tomatoes mm-hmm. at you on stage or something. I don't mm-hmm. know because it's like I I just don't understand why people go to a comedy show and then they're like. And then they walk out mad. I'm like, mm-hmm. why are you even going here if you have a chip mm-hmm. on your shoulder before you even get in the door? You're here to laugh and have fun. Um, do you call out people like that in the audience that are, I mean, because obviously you have no you know, problem on an airplane doing that. <laughs> you no, know? I did a, I, well, it's funny. La- literally last night at the club, I said a word on stage that triggers a lot of people, but the context I used it in, I know is okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, Someone was bothered, and I went on a little rant about how we are – I mean, I was advised or taught or – I don't know. I think I had advice early on that stuck with me about, as a comedian, to play to the top of my own intelligence, right? And so when I use a word – if I am saying something in a context – where I I know where I'm coming from and I I know is the the logic and everything is okay that – um. Just because I'm using a word and someone in the audience, this is the, I'll give you the example of what I'm saying. It's 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 the R word that nobody likes, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, I basically say a thing about how when I was a kid growing up in New Hampshire, uh, this is out of context the joke actually, which might actually help. But basically, these kids would uh, they were making fun of me and call me like wicked retarded or whatever, yeah. right? And I'm and. Uh, then I even say, which I know is not okay to call somebody now, but when I was in third grade, that was like the mm-hmm. worst thing. And so that's all. That's basically all I right. said. So I'm not using the word saying – I'm not actually using it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but someone in the crowd was like, whoa, whoa, like immediately. And I was like, hey, I'm not saying it's okay <laughs> to use it. I'm not – whatever. And then another guy in the crowd, like as a heckler, just – uh, between jokes, we just yell it out. It turned, we just yell out the word. He would just yell like <laughs> oh. retard in between things, and I. So I was oh trying to joke. God. I'm like, we don't use the hard R. You know what I mean? Like trying to just make it whatever. But and but I went on a little random stage. I was like, you know, I'm, I played at the top of my intelligence. I know where that joke's coming from. I know that it's not okay to use it, and I'm even saying it's not okay to use it. If that idiot over there thinks it's okay to yell it just because I used it, then that guy's got to go through life like that. It's not. <laughs> someone might argue it is my responsibility. I'm saying it on stage. And people are reacting like that. It is my responsibility. But when my message or my way of using it uh, is in a way that I think is responsible and I think is funny and I think, uh, you know, um, then I I do think we should be able to say whatever we – I just think if you're going to use words like that or use subject matter that uh, uh, is controversial or whatever is you just have to be thoughtful – about the way that you do it. And I try to be thoughtful about the way I do it. And so if someone in the crowd is going to go, ha now I'm allowed to say retard, I'm going to be like, that's not what mm-hmm. I meant. That's I was very clear about that. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be on that guy to some degree because I can't play dumb just because uh, other people don't get it. <laughs> yeah. That's my personal opinion okay, about that. Okay, well, we got to take a quick break. We'll have one more segment with Adam Newman. He's at Acme Comedy Club this weekend but we are going to take a quick commercial break and be right back on the tom bernard show tom here for saber plumbing heating and air conditioning right now saber and bryant are teaming up to offer zero percent financing for 36 months when you buy a new bryant furnace this is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free energy efficient furnace from saber and when you buy bryant equipment you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant. 
whatever it takes. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. We are back here on the Tom Bernard Show. Sorry, I'm having uh, headphone difficulties. So it's yeah. like all of a sudden I hear myself and then I don't hear oh. myself. Oh, they're around your waist. That's yeah. what you're supposed to put them on your well, head. You- I just have a bad connection, but... Uh, Every time you hear that beat, you have to wait to hear. Oh, to hear if it's uh, ice. Which song it is, yeah. Right. Is, is, yeah, is yeah, yeah. Ice, ice baby? Vanilla Ice, mm-hmm. or is are, it... <laughs> are we listening to Vanilla Ice, the original, or are we listening to that weird cover they did years later? Yeah, yeah <laughs> We're exactly. listening to the weird cover. I yeah. the only, well, I do. I There's times I indulge in my, my 90s geekdom and have to listen to... Vanilla Ice, but this is I, this is David Bowie to me and Freddie Mercury. This is one of my favorite songs. Pressure. Under Pressure. Did you I, guys like the Bohemian Rhapsody movie? Oh, my God, I loved it. I did, and too. It's now on DVD, I'm going to buy it on Blu-ray. Yeah, when it makes makes it to Netflix, I'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. And it's funny because it has vamped. Uh, a new generation mm-hmm. loving that music. My kids, that's all they listen to right now is Queen. That's amazing. That's Encourage amazing. that as long yeah. as they're into oh, it. Yeah. That's and, great. And they love all that, uh, you know, classic rock, uh, 80s music, um, stuff like that. But, yeah, Queen, they've really grasped onto that. I mean, they're in the shower listening to their Amazon, Alexa, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They have that in, the, in their li- – it's Queen. That's all they listen to is Queen. How old are they? Um, my oldest son is going to be 15 in a couple months. Oh, that's great. And then uh, my 12-year-old son. And now i got my 7-year-old walking around singing Bohemian Rhapsody. That is so that's cool. He awesome. can't really say a lot of the words, but he's just like... Neither can I. I you know. <laughs> he, he tries to say Scottamouche, and it doesn't come out right. <laughs> but he loves it. Um, yeah, they, it has. I think it really has um, brought a whole new generation to appreciate that music. And uh, my kids saw the movie. They loved it. And, yeah, my uh, 12-year-old, he's like, Mom, it's on DVD. We have to buy it. I'm like, all right, I'll look on Amazon and Mm -hmm. see if I can get a digital copy. Maybe we'll watch it this weekend. I don't know. But, yeah, I just... Uh, I thought it was a fantastic movie. It was well done. Did you see it and like it? Or? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it in a theater when I was on the road at some point, and uh, like I cried like four times. Like not even <laughs> I did during too. like not even during nothing. I cried for like almost nothing, and it wasn't even like sad parts or anything like that. It was like just like. Uh, 
some of like the live stuff was just like live so com- beautiful the- and big. And yeah, they <laughs> basically know. did like the whole Live Aid concert. It was really great. Um, mm-hmm. And people had a lot of people who did have a problem with that movie. I think their problem was that it, things were shortened or tightened up or they skipped over things. But it's like it's a two-hour movie about like an yeah. insanely huge story. So I think they did what they had to do. And I thought I thought it was great. I laughed a bunch. I thought mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I thought it was really great. Have you ever watched like old interviews with Freddie Mercury? Oh, tons. I've gone <laughs> through the Queen rabbit hole big time and my favorite thing of is the uh, isolated Freddie Mercury vocals which oh you can find God. on YouTube because yeah, the dude you could, could probably try and find some yeah, yeah his voice just by itself was phenomenal mm-hmm. um, I really liked the movie because it kind of gave a backstory of Freddie that not a lot of people knew about like his family life growing did you know up. he was gay I didn't know that. I didn't. Well, he was bisexual. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Sorry. He did. We have to put the right label on him. Um, Labels are very important. He. Well, he had uh, Mary, who he loved his whole life. I mean, I didn't know. I I didn't know. I mean, I'm sure that was a very condensed story as well. But I mm -hmm. didn't know much about that, so I thought that was cool. Yeah. I didn't know the cat stuff. I didn't know he was so into cats. Sorry to offend you with the cat stuff (laughs) over there. Well, I know. Actually, I just sent my husband a picture. There's a T-shirt with a picture of Freddie Mercury holding two cats, one in each arm. Mm. And one cat or both cats look like my cats. I'm like, I think our cats are reincarnated uh, Freddie Mercury cats. Oh, it was... you, that's like a different level of crazy cat lady that you Yes, exactly. Hi, I'm I need Mercury's to get... reincarnated cats. <laughs> I need to, you need to get to go on like a doctor shirt. or something with that. <laughs> but, uh, no, I really love the movie, how it... Um, really gave that backstory of freddie like i didn't know he had it i didn't know he was part it, it was he full pakistani i didn't even what, know that what about country, him what was it i forget what um i think it was pakistan i don't remember that might be right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i i didn't know he was bi oh you didn't okay. I knew. yeah yeah and heard about he and is. what he died from and all mm-hmm. those things but I'm He's glad. from Zanzibar. There you go, oh, Zanzibar. Zanzibar. Which yeah. is, does that still exist? I don't think it does. No. No, it's now part of something else. Thank you. <laughs> <We're sharing that. laughs> Let's this information go there. Would be, you'd think it would be easier to find, but... Yeah. I, what are you Googling? Uh, what Tanzania. happened to Zanzibar? Yeah. <laughs> now it's Tanzania, so he's Tanzanian, I guess, technically. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even know that about him. I thought he was just a white guy. You know, I didn't, because he doesn't really have any type of... He's such, like, a mysterious figure that, like, it was yeah. cool to be like, oh, he had this uh, extra little family situation. I don't know. I, yeah, I didn't know his little family situation. I thought it was. I thought that was interesting. I'm sure, again, super condensed, weird version of it. But I was like, oh, there was some family struggle going on there. Yeah, cool. but I, I liked wa- I like watching the old, like, interviews. He actually had a very good sense of humor. And he was so, um, it was that kind of, uh, what's the, condescending yet... Uh, intelligence that he would have when he would do these interviews and he would be kind of uh, smarmy about it but in a very charming way Mm -hmm. and I love that about him and they kind of showcase that in the movie. Now when I watched the movie I didn't even know that Michael Myers was in the movie. Yeah. You didn't know? I haven't haven't seen it yet so I I wouldn't know. Well, there's a there's a <laughs> there's a spot in the movie where he they wanted to create this rock opera, mm-hmm. and that's where Bohemian Rhapsody came in. And they they went out to this farmer countryside and spent you know weeks on end creating this masterpiece of a song. And then when they brought it back to the 
the music company and he, he, the guy's sitting there and he's like, no teenager's going to sit in their car and bang their heads oh, to this. Oh, it's like super tongue in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was super Michael mad. Myers. Yeah. I didn't realize it until, and then my he, did he Did he look at the camera and wink when he did that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see him do it. No, he definitely did. But like, <laughs> did he make a look? I know he didn't wink, but did he mm-hmm. make a little probably, look at the I camera? He, he kind of looked up. I don't know if he was looking directly at the camera yeah. or he was kind of like looking off like he was looking at one of the, like Brian May or something. But yeah, I was like, and then my husband's like, "Do you know that's Michael Myers?" And I'm like, "No, I didn't even know. I didn't." And then when I'm looking at him, I'm like, "Oh my god, it is him!" And then I saw the eyes because he had like, you know, facial hair and glasses on, and it, his voice was different, so it didn't even sound like like. A, I think they had him doing like a. I don't what, what I'm trying to remember. Was it was he doing like a Scottish accent or something? Like it was almost like doing the fat bastard accent or like <laughs> yeah. how so I married an axe murderer. Or He's always whatever. doing some yes. sort of accent. Yeah, yeah. 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 I love that movie. So I heard people, that was another thing that I saw people complain about. They're like Mike Myers making the joke about Bohemian Rhapsody, and you're like people were like that's so cheesy. I'm like that's so amazing. That's yeah, great. it's kind of like a full circle type yeah. of thing. That was like he's like brilliant. This bad actor that they stuck in there just to make a bad joke. Like uh-huh. he did a great job in the role, and it, it was had one fun little meta joke in there. And clearly the also when I saw that the band really liked the movie, I'm mm-hmm. like all right, well then no one else gets to be like it wasn't the right like the band. Yeah was happy with it and the band of clearly is on board with wanting Freddie Mercury's story being told in a way that you know respects the situation and everything so I, I'm on board with it I think I th- it was great well I think Brian May was like an executive producer for yeah. the movie and the guy who played Brian May Oh my God! He looks so much like him. It was even insane. his his eyes and his facial expressions. I'm like, and and he even said at, when they were doing um, once when they would be watching, you know, as they're acting and stuff, and they would be watching behind the scenes through the cameras and stuff. Brian even said that he goes, it was weird because there was times I felt like I was watching myself. Oh my god! Can you imagine in in the life that the Queen had and yeah. watching these scenes play out, and it brings you right back to 1978 or whatever year it was, and then that scene. And um, I'm glad though that the movie didn't really uh, play up at the end of Freddie's life when he was dying. Yeah, I think I read something at some point about how they originally wanted the movie to like like the halfway point would be when Freddie dies and then mm-hmm. it, they would go into like life after that but i don't i don't know how interesting a story that, that would yeah have been. i think they ended the movie at live aid perfectly yeah. because the movie starts off on him going on stage at live aid mm. and then it pans back to right when queen started and then you have the movie and then it ends at live aid and i think that was brilliant for them to do because we all know what Freddie went through mm-hmm. toward the end of his life and how brutal it was for him dying of AIDS. You know a movie I would like to see? <laughs> I can't believe I, I just took the wrong part to <clears throat> cut you off. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, all, yeah, know. we all know. We all know what happened. No, it is. But uh, I, I would love to see a movie about uh, what happened to the cats. <laughs> there were a lot of cats. Remember, he, he bought did. like this crazy huge house, and he's like, this cat gets this room, and this cat gets this room. Yeah, he had a he had a good. I have five cats, so I'm I'm working my way up to Freddy Freddy level. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I want to say, didn't he have like 
11 cats or something like that. It was bizarre. Yeah. He loved his animals, that's for There's sure. There's some t- uh, level of psychosis there. Well, yeah. I got mm-hmm. one. I got one new one, <laughs> and the girlfriend has one, and they got very different personalities, and I've been getting pictures sent to me. While they're sta- she's The cat's staying with her mm-hmm. and her cat right now, and uh, we're, trying to, we're trying to keep them together so they'll eventually get along. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But It happens eventually. They just they take a while. Yeah, I have, I've been pretty fortunate that all five of our cats get along pretty well. I'd be afraid of five cats getting along. I feel like they'd, like, team up and take <laughs> over. They're like, we own this place now. and <laughs> They're contemplating our yeah. death. Well, I know. That's what we say when, when one of the cats, who's not very personal, I mean, he's kind of a loner cat, but when he comes up and licks you, there's, like, always just tasting to see if you're ready to eat or not. Mm-hmm. You know? They are. They are. <laughs> pl- they are plotting your murder all day long that's what cats are doing oh yeah well we were talking about my specific cat we named him cheech because he looks stoned all the time sure and uh i I was saying he i think he's allergic to himself because his eyes are always kind of watery and goopy and he they're kind of squinty and his ears stick straight out to the side and he just walks around he just kind of got that hey man you know what's going on is that what happens when you're high yeah pretty much (laughs) but uh yeah, and he's one of the ones that looks like Freddy, one of Freddy's cats. I, I, it was bizarre. I said, I gotta get that T-shirt. I do. I'm gonna be a crazy cat lady. Yeah, I am. Yeah, at least he embraced it, you know. <laughs> well, I, I have to get some more cats because the kids keep saying once they move out, they're taking this cat and this cat. So I gotta claim my my. I have two cats right now. My youngest two we're almost a year old they're psychotic they're kitten you know still have that kitten personality they they parkour all over my house <laughs> and they're on the screens and everything else um i'm claiming those as mine they're staying with me i i feed them i i bathe them i groom them so um but you have two so what you have a boy cat or a girl cat? i have a boy cat she has a girl cat my cat's like nine months old i just got him a couple months ago Aww. i adopted him from this great little shelter in la uh i was between this cat and uh his name's greg i named him greg <laughs> I, love I love i like i like pers- people names for oh animals oh my god high five you know that? yeah <laughs> yes um i love it because i can also be like if i don't feel like going out i can and like i, I can lie without lying you know I'm hanging like, out with greg yeah tonight. i got me and greg got plans <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> we're know. watching me and greg are watching bohemian rhapsody tonight um and uh but i was between him this is like you know when you go to the shelter like this is the cat that connected with me like i picked him up he's immediately yeah. purring he's rubbing on me i'm like this is and he's chilled out but he's not chill now he like as soon as i got him home he's psycho but like uh uh i really liked him at the shelter but i was between him and there was another cat named uh kruger and um (laughs) same age and he had one eye and i was like i want that because you know what's funny at the shelter is that like the the special needs cats or whatever they're like the first to go like everyone wants those ones it's so Mm -hmm. funny i and part of me is like do you really want the one that needs the attention or do you just want like the The cat that's gonna blow up on instagram or whatever yeah 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. um but i got excited because they had this like kitten in there that had one eye and i was like you know he's like cute and he's got the thing like this is awesome and i'm I'm gonna get him but we took him out of the cage and he could not have ignored me more so (laughs) i didn't want to bring that one home i did also uh oh but then so when I got my cat, the the volunteer was like, "So you're gonna go with that with that?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think I connected with it." She was like, "What about Kruger?" And I was like, <laughs> "I was I was like, well, when I I was like, well, if I want this one 
one. I was like, well, this one I just connect with more. And if I want him to have one eye, I can just take care of that at home. And, I just, <laughs> and she just literally like pulled the cat away from me. And I was like, my girlfriend was with me. She's like, he's a comedian. He's a comedian. He's just joking. He's just joking. They you are weird make, about that kind oh, of thing. Oh, you can't there. make jokes like that. My fir- The first thing mm-hmm. I said when I went into the shelter, I did not mean as a joke at all. I didn't mean as a joke. I just said it. Uh, they have dogs and cats in there. So I walked in and they were like, can we help you with anything? And I was like, yeah, man, just look into a... Uh, Looking to pull the trigger on a cat today, and they looked. I was like, "No, I, I didn't mean." Oh my god! Not that Yeah, I'm totally into the the real people names for animals. My husband's not, and he thinks I'm nuts. He's like, "Why would you name?" It? I'm like, "I want a dog, and I want to name it like Brad or something." Oh, like, Brad's this, a great name. This for is, a dog. and I, I want a cat. I want to name it Steve. Mm-hmm. This is my cat Steve. This is my dog Brad. I mean, I think that's hilarious, or you know, names like that. My my two youngest, it's we love the show Dexter, so we named the boy Dexter and the girl Morgan. So one of my first bits I ever did, like that, my first successful stand-up bits I did was I used to think it was funny to do like really punny dog names, like name dogs based on their breeds. You know, uh-huh. like if you had like a. Like, if you had, like, a Bassett Hound, name it, like, Angela Bassett Hound or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Or, like, shit Zoe Deschanel or Golden Retrieval Longoria, you know. I could <laughs> do. Funny. I would go around the room. I'd be like, name a dog breed. I could <laughs> do it with that. <laughs> well, I know. They have those ones where they have, like, the celebrity that looks like the dog. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, every Doberman pincer looks like Snoop Dogg or, you know, mm-hmm. they have those, too. I think those are funny on uh, when you see those pictures, like, on Facebook and everything. I love animals. They're so hilarious. I don't have any pets. People ask me, do I have pets? I said, yeah, it's 29 years old and lives on its own. <laughs> <laughs> son. It's an elephant. I still got to pay for the health insurance. But <laughs> uh, why does it seem like in this society these days that people care more about animals than they do other Because uh, they don't uh, raise our taxes and that's true. They, they don't. don't. They don't. They don't murder you on the street. Yeah, or they don't try to scam you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They're just a safe choice. Yes. Where people don't feel like other people are safe. They love you unconditionally. Well, as long as you feed them, they will love you. That's oh, yeah, all. There's they the need. one. That's condition. not a bad trade-off. It's no. not a bad trade. Well, we got uh, Adam Newman is at Acme this weekend tonight, eight o'clock. And 10.30, and then tomorrow's 8 o'clock show is sold out, but there's still the 10.30 show tomorrow night. So get out and go see some live comedy this weekend. I know it's cold, but there's no more snow. No? No. Uh I don't think there's any more snow in the forecast. So just bundle up a little bit and venture out and go see Adam tonight and tomorrow night. Thank you for coming in. Oh, thank you for having me. Great conversation about music, about Cats. <laughs> yeah, everyone get a cat. Watch Bohemian Rhapsody. And, uh, you know, flying is weird. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you so much. And have a great weekend. We will be back Monday with you on the Tom Bernard Show.